To the flip side podcast where we talk everything upside down and inside out and today we have winston smith on he is the host of the wolves and sheeple podcast i am so excited to talk to him and see what he can share with me because i have been off of my conspiracy and information uh, of the world game lately and so i need a refresher so i'm very excited winston to have you on thank you for joining me today Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate the uh, opportunity and excited to see what we can come up with here. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. I can already tell you're going to you're going to tell me some stuff that I don't know, and I'm very excited. So anyway, I want to know this is my first question. So I want to know what is something right now that you've recently figured out or you've kind of gone down a rabbit hole um, that many people might not know, including myself. And I believe, too, before we get into this, um, I did fail to to ask you, too, for those who do not know, what is the Wolves and Sheeple podcast all about? So let's start there, actually, and then we'll get into the other question. Um, yeah. So I, basically, I've, I'm, uh, I've uh, off and on, off, off again and on again relationship with my uh, content creation, but I've been doing it for a long time. I don't know, 10 plus years. It's a hobby for me. I've never tried to, you know, make money off of it or anything. Um, but, you know, I... I kind of um, use it as an outlet to get out all of the things that I'm thinking about and researching and talking about. And, um, you know, I think even though it's not a big, massive platform or anything, I think it has a, a positive influence on the people that do watch. And if we all know how the universe works, every single action has a reaction and that intention that you put out in the world, you're going to get back. So in my own little way, it's helping to change the world one piece at a time. So I very much love that. And I know I briefly mentioned, you know, a conspiracy hole, but I use that term lightly because at this point, I don't even really believe that conspiracies are conspiracies. So <laughs> I'm very excited to, uh, you know, have you on and to share your platform as well, because it's we've kind of become a, a part of this world where these are the you you are somebody I consider as a very brave person. Um you know, doing this due diligence and really looking into the information that the general public is not given. So you're doing a service to everybody. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is, is that, um, you know, I've, I've been like this the majority of my adult life. Um, 9-11 was kind of the impetus mm -hmm. for me to start really going after things. But, um, yeah. but as a kid, I, I grew up in the system. So I was like in and out of foster care, juvenile hall, uh, broken family, broken home, all of the, all of the cliched stories is where I come from. So I've always had a, a big distrust of the authorities and the powers that be. And being within that system, you know, it, it at a very young age was able to show me that the entire system that we live in is nonsense from government to just society as a whole. The vast majority of things that we're told are complete lies. Um, oftentimes, if you if you still have a TV and you turn on the TV, uh, you know, whatever they're telling us is the absolute opposite is the truth. Yep. And so, um, like I was saying, 9-11 it, it, was kind of that breaking point. Um, still remember like it was yesterday, kind of like the JFK thing where people, even now they're still alive that lived through it. They knew where they were, what they were doing, you know, who they were with. And um, 
it was that same situation. And uh, my adopted dad at the time, we were both watching it live on TV. And we're both just like, this is total BS. Wow. <laughs> what they're telling us is absolutely not true. And so from that day forward, it's been just, just nonstop, you know, trying to figure out where we live, what we're doing, what's happening. And the funniest thing about all of that is that, and also one of my pet peeves with the whole like conspiracy truther communities is that mm-hmm. the more you start looking at everything, the less, you know, you know, we've got all this information, but nobody knows anything. So the people that are out there, they're like, yes, the one truth is whatever it might be. It's nonsense. Nobody knows anything. We've got no clue. There's very few just solid truths that we can really point out. And, um, and here we are in our generation, the new generations, 9-11, which is COVID-1984. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy that you mentioned the paradox of knowing more equals knowing less, because I have found that was definitely something for me that was the most frustrating was hearing people say, this is the absolute truth. I have it all figured out in this space. And we can't determine that, right? Like there's absolutely no way of determining that we can get closer, I think, to the truth and have different options available. But I do like that you, you mentioned that because I think people get really stuck. Uh, You know, it's, it's kind of like I was talking um, on another episode I have uh, with my friend, Nick Hinton, we were doing uh, a title called chasing the white rabbit. And it's kind of that going into Neverland, or it's not Neverland, sorry, Alice in Wonderland, whatever. I'm thinking of Peter Pan as well. Um, And you kind of get lost in there and you're following this white rabbit, this one trail, when in actuality, there might be a thousand trails that you can follow. So, No, it's true. A lot of it is your perception, right? So I'm personally, you know, I'm not a, uh, not necessarily, I'd say a religious person, but when it comes down to the the one truth that, that we absolutely can glean from all of the different religions is that they're all right at the same time you you know they're 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 absolutely is a god um something whatever that form may be and not to offend anybody i know there's probably a lot of christian people i respect all of your beliefs but at the same time really interesting thing about it is that they all at the core of it all have the same theme of the creator and prayer, right? So yeah. no matter what it is, they all have their different prayers, their different rituals. And I think that translates to no matter what doctrine people believe, for one, they all believe that they are the one true, correct way, but it, but they're right because they are all true, right? The If you put out that intention, that prayer, however you want to call it, meditation, the different rituals they do, it's going to come back to you. And so I think it's scientifically proven and it's proven by every single event in all of our lives. If we really go back and think about it, that, that yes, there is something out there and whatever that creator, whatever that God is, it, they are out there giving us back what we put out. So. Right. Right. Intention. Intention is everything. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I think it cut off for a second. I totally missed what you said, but I I could tell it was funny. (laughs) Oh, I just said I didn't mean to get all philosophical like, right out the gate with it. Don't mean to offend anybody. <laughs> no, this is the whole point of this podcast is we're going on the flip side. We're seeing other perspectives. And this is what I love because I know that I know nothing. Like you said in the beginning, that is my 
you know, at first it, it would worry me and it would get me really distressed. But now I love it because I can always learn something new. And it's kind of exciting to, you know, have my perception changed. It's like, oh, I never thought about something like that. So I enjoy it. Get as philosophical as you want. <laughs> this is the whole point. <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing, too. There's, a, you know, there's different levels when you're starting to, to when the veil is broken and you realize that what you're seeing on TV and hearing on the radio and seeing on social media, once you realize that that's all yeah. fake, um, whether it's intentionally or, or not intentionally, once you start realizing that and you really start going down the rabbit holes, then you start being able to spot a lot of the uh, the intentionally fake events, right? Which, yeah. which there are, you know, various shooting events that take place that are absolutely not real or staged or federal agents coaxing on the perpetrator. But then they get to the extreme, right? And a lot of people that just kind of start out really looking into all the conspiracies, once they realize that that wow, this is not at all what happened. And you look at the evidence, but then what they do is they take it to the other end of the spectrum where everything they see is fake, right? Where anything that happens in that realm of different psyops, everything is a psyop. And a lot of people call them auto hoaxers where, oh, that's a hoax. That's not real. Where we don't know, you know what I mean? And and if you don't have some really solid evidence, you know, I I don't think it's wise to call everything fake, right? Things do happen in the world. Bad things still happen. You know, sometimes there's going to be a kid that goes crazy and shoots something up. It's just a nature of of humanity, right? So I think that when you're looking at all these different things, yes, you want to try to get as close to the truth as you can, but you also need to be nuanced. And if you're doing it for entertainment purposes, fine, that's one thing. But on the other hand, if we're trying to bring civilization and humanity to a better place, we have to try to not look like psychos. You know, right. you can't. You have to realize who your audience is and who you're talking to. And so, being nuanced and trying to be um, forgiving of other people in their stage in life, because there's still some people that turn on the TV and they think that everything on Fox News is true, yeah. or they think everything on CNN is true. When you know couldn't be more opposite so you just gotta gotta have some uh some grace when dealing with the general public and you know jumping to the the everything is fake is is definitely not good for anybody involved right right and then it kind of makes us complacent in the opposite way where when something is something that we can you know help with in in whatever way possible we you know we we sit back and we actually don't act when in reality, you know, there's got to be somebody who maybe helps somebody. <laughs> so we can't all just be complacent to everything. So I like that reminder as well. Yeah, that was one of the one of the bigger one of the bigger, you know, more mainstream conspiracies was all that uh, Q stuff. I don't know how familiar you are with the whole QAnon stuff, but um oh. that one was to me I saw it and, and I'll look at anything, right? I'll look at anything with an open yeah. mind. And even today, if somebody can come to me and, and show me evidence that Q was some white hat, good guy that's trying to save us, I will absolutely look at it and I'll change my position at any time. So if anybody yeah. has it, please send it to me. <laughs> but with that being said, I, I, I you know looked into it in the beginning and then I don't know. 
pretty quickly. I'm like, this is absolutely a CIA psyops, and they are this is this was very well planned and it's working. Yeah. And there's still people, even after all of the revelations this this person or group came out with, all of the predictions, all of these ridiculous rabbit trails they sent everybody down. None of it's come true. And now where are we? We're in a much worse situation than when that stuff was going on. So they kept well-meaning, good, patriotic, nice people for the most part, led them astray to sit down and and do what you said, right? Which was trust the plan, grab the popcorn and sit back and enjoy the show, right? Just all these people that if we were in in a just world where people were waking up, It'd probably be one of the times where an actual revolution would be would be warranted, right? Yeah. So, but instead, they're they're you know reading this clearly CIA psyop taking place, and they all fell for it. And a lot of them are still doing it, and it, and it sucks because they're mostly really good people, right? That have good intentions. Right. It's so sad to watch them get taken advantage of by by whoever is behind it, but probably you know CIA, DARPA, <laughs> things. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, very true. And I I do have people close to me, uh, whether, you know, in my family or whatnot, that do kind of follow that trail. And I, you know, I want to be loving, but I have to say nothing has come true that I have been warned about. And I think they tell me because, you know, I am the person who runs a podcast like this. It's metaphysical. It's, it's open to these kind of things. And it's sad when you have to be the one that's like the the person who loves conspiracies and loves this stuff to be like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, but I also too, I don't, I take everything with a grain of salt because who knows? Sure. I could be wrong about it. Like you said, Maybe. but, but it is interesting how much, um, you know, there's that line, there's that pipeline where whatever you decide to follow, you become attached potentially to the outcome that's going to make you look like an idiot and that's always one thing that whoever's in charge tries to do and that's really upsetting like you said because it's really nice well-meaning people who want the best in the world through their perspective so it is it is sad yeah and the interesting thing too is it goes for to the other end of the spectrum too right like if there's a really strong q adherent it's going to be really tough to convince them otherwise you know and uh, part of the part of the human psyche is the is our our egos, right? And you know, one of the biggest reasons why politics is so divisive and makes people so angry is that deep down inside, people do not like being proven wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a big part of emotional and spiritual uh, maturity is to be able to change your position when presented with new evidence and facts. Being open minded, having a nimble mind, and and saying, "Wow, I was totally wrong with that," which. Me personally, I have no problem. If I'm if I'm wrong about something, I'll admit it. Like that's totally fine with me. I would yeah. rather admit that I was wrong so that I can get to that point of truth. But it's yeah. the same thing on the other spectrum, right? We have good people for the most part. I think most people are good. Yeah. Good, decent people that were led astray and led by propaganda on the COVID stuff. And some of those people are still wearing masks. You know, um, the vast majority have not gotten the vaccine, the, light, the latest one, only they, they say, whatever the, if that's true or not, they say that only 15% of Americans have gotten the latest booster. So oh. that's a good sign that most of them are starting to go, wait a minute, but some of them are still wearing masks and, and they got led astray and, and 
followed a psyop just like the people on the other end of the spectrum. So it happens to everybody. And I think that's one of the one of the hardest things to overcome is people being led astray by clear psyops. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I actually just heard something recently that was funny. Um, this guy, of course, it was it was a good TikTok or something. And this guy comes on and he's like, how funny. And he's super Southern. So I'll try to do the accent because I am from North Carolina. But uh, he was like, how funny that we've gotten to the point where the conspiracy theorists and the alien lovers got to be the ones to tell the normies that these aliens ain't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that is a very valid point, (laughs) you know, Um, because all of the stuff that we're getting into, like, you know, I I do see way more people open to, you know, what are not open to what the news is telling us. And, you know, more people were just kind of going on about their day when they were like, oh, yeah, UFOs, whatever, like. We're good. And and this was my whole quest into this side of the world was I grew up watching the X-Files. I always, you know, I was like, if I could be Mulder or Scully in a parallel universe, that would be amazing. And uh, yeah, it's just funny to be the one that's like, oh, UFOs. OK, cool. I don't believe it. <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. At my, uh, you know, I've worked at the same place for a long time i've been with the same group of people i've always been known as the conspiracy guy and i've always been open about it i don't hide who i am at all there's no necessary it's not necessary for me in my professional life to to try to pretend that i'm something else so it's it's nice in that manner but it's always kind of like a running joke oh winston's the conspiracy guy you know like kind of poking fun and because we'll talk about financial things and i'll be like yep there's the federal reserve or whatever you know and (laughs) right um, and it's funny because when um, when the COVID stuff started happening and they started seeing everything that was going on, it went from kind of like joking, not not in a mean hearted way, but just kind of joking. I'm the conspiracy guy to, hey, man, what do you think? Uh, what do you think's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. they, they've now switched and started coming over asking me what I think about these things. And I tell them and, you know, oftentimes end up being right. And so. It's uh, it's been pretty refreshing over the last. I don't know. I think really things started the floodgates as far as people being more receptive to truth and truth being revealed really started happening like in 2016. So it's just like conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy yeah. just being totally proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. So now it's like, okay, you guys ready to come on over to the the dark side? <laughs> the dark side. Yeah. It's fun over here. Yep. <laughs> No, but I feel I feel very uh, so I can resonate with that for sure, because I, I was always like I said, I love the X-Files. And so everybody was like, oh, like, let me talk to Flip about the aliens or or whatever it is. And I, I became very silent over the last few years because my viewpoints were not aligning with, you know, mainstream stuff. And just based on what I was doing, it was it was hard for me to figure out whether or not I actually had a place in the conversation. I would talk to friends, um, you know, in person, but. Other than that, I, I really just took a step back because I was like, you know what? At this point, I knew whatever needed to come out, it was just going to do itself at this point, which is actually, it, it feels nice too. Sometimes you're like, oh, I don't have to try to fight this perspective anymore. I don't have to try to get it out and like make people believe it or whatever it is. You know, it mm-hmm. kind of just speaks for itself at this point. And yeah, we found ourselves here <laughs> sitting back. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the back that vaccine stat where 
only 15% of Americans have gotten the last booster is, in my opinion, you know, it's horrible that 15% of people would take it at all, but yeah. it's really great news that only 15% of the people took it because it shows that even just regular normal people have no idea about anything that are just doing what they do, raising their families and going to work like everybody else, they're starting to see it. So that's a really good news. So yeah, even yeah. though, in my opinion, the, 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 everything that started happening with all this COVID stuff is it's obviously horrible because there's people that are going to be people dying from the shots, people being, you know, permanently injured from the shots. Um, that's obviously horrible, but it's kind of like a casualty of the war for humanity, honestly. And, um, it's really been kind of a blessing that all of this has taken place because more and more people now than in my entire life uh, are waking up to what's happening. And I think that I think right now we're kind of at a critical point where either the vast majority of people are going to snap out of the trance of all the brainwashing and propaganda, and then we're going to put an end to this stuff or, you know, five to 10 years from now, we're going to be in a complete total digital enslavement camp that we are going to have a really hard time getting out of. Yeah. Yeah. I think this too, this brings up the point of language as a manipulation tool, because that was the whole issue that I personally had talking to certain individuals. It, it wasn't too big of an issue, but this is where I kind of just became more silent was I was trying to show people how just because something is called something doesn't mean that it is a good thing or exactly what they're saying it to be. And that was where I got a lot of flack where it was because I wasn't automatically categorizing whatever the term was under its umbrella where all the other things are, if that makes sense. Yeah. And by doing that, I was getting you know, people come in and yelling at me uh, virtually. And, you know, I think it was like one or two tweets. <laughs> and I tried to keep it very open and very, um, you know, well-meaning. It was more of my holistic medicine training background and Ayurvedic training and whatever. And I was just talking about certain things like that. And in doing that, I didn't realize that people were going to fight me over it. So I just became silent. But yeah, it was the the language as manipulation was very crazy for me because if I discounted one product, I was somehow discounting the entire idea. And I was like, that's not what I'm doing here, even though now, too, that's a whole other discussion I could go into. Um, but yeah, it, it was a very interesting thing to see how language was huge as a tool to manipulate the public in the last few years so yeah and that's how they do it right because yeah. they have they have control over all of the forms of communication that we that we use right they can manipulate all of the mainstream news all the all the major media companies are all on the same board you know they're they're owned yeah. by what five or six companies now but then all of those are owned by blackrock and vanguard and all these other huge investors and then those are owned by the big bank central bankers right so i mean yeah and then of course all of their advertising is controlled by the world economic forum most people don't know that um yeah. But there's a uh, there's actually the the world economic forum has this uh, organization called the uh, the the World Alliance of Marketers or World Federation of Marketers, something to that tune. I forget wow. on the top of my head, but 
they literally, all of these mega corporations that we see advertisements from, it, it all of their style guides, everything that they do, all of their advertising is controlled by the World Economic Forum. Wow. So the reason why we see these, like the Gillette shaving, where it's, you know, um, a person that identifies as another, as another sex shaving, and the ones where they're like talking poorly about men and mask toxic masculinity. And then all of these different advertisements that nobody likes, right? Except for a very small portion of people. It's super offensive to, you know, everyday people, but they still push them out, even if it'll lose them money, even if it, it gets a bad response. But but that's how they manipulate a large portion of the mm. culture is by pushing it everywhere that you see. So all this stuff that we see, it's not by it's not by accident. And you can you can follow the organizational structures from from where that commercial came from all the way to the top to the, the people that I was just mentioning. So it's just really interesting how much, how organized and, and uniform their propaganda machine is now. Because with technology, they can just control everything. Social media, you want to go see a bot fest, just go over to the January 6th committee Twitter account, and it's 90% <laughs> bots for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they just manipulate everything. So you have to have the discernment to be able to see through all of that to figure out what the behind the scenes message is that's going on so that you can, you know, open yourself up to other things and ignore that because that's how that's how they drive culture. Right. Yeah, it's very, very true. And I see this as well in the younger generations as, um, you know, who's whose profile is going to quote unquote blow up whose stuff whose content is getting pushed out the most and it's like okay show your butt <laughs> you know like it's just promoting that kind of stuff too at a very basic level so it's like here show your butt we'll give you a million followers like mm -hmm. it's stuff like that that we don't think about as having a a way bigger impact and consequence on our mental health how we perceive ourselves in the world as a woman or a man you know it's it's very it's very interesting when you start looking at the tiny details that you don't think are that big at first and then there you go now you see a whole culture changed so it's interesting i mean it's it's terrible the the yeah you know i'm a i'm fairly socially liberal like i don't care what other people do you know right wanna, me too me too be a dude and wear a dress like that's on you you know i i don't particularly think it's great or anything but that's what you want to do whatever you know if you're not hurting me or anybody else that's fine if you want to go on only fans and shake your butt that's on you but the thing is that this isn't normal natural behavior it's absolutely been programmed and uh, it's just cheapened for one it's cheapened sex which is, which is supposed to be a a uh, a, an extremely important thing that takes place between people and it's totally cheap in that but then the worst part is that the youth so yeah. going through puberty as a young woman uh, a young boy is already horrible you're super self-conscious uh, about yourself you think you're ugly and oh i look horrible and all of that now couple that with non-stop propaganda yeah. of yeah. the most beautiful people you can imagine yeah. Young, beautiful girls, filters on, all just basically doing soft core uh, PORN for yeah. everybody to see. So how is that affecting the psyche of this next generation coming up? Because I didn't grow up with it. Um, right. You know, yeah, there was there was 
uh, obscenity, things like that. But I mean, it wasn't to this scale. I mean, now, if yeah. you look at TikTok, it is basically just a, a, a teenager uh, nudity thing. You know, it's just, it is, it's horrible. So that's, that's who I feel the worst about right now, because yeah. it's going to be harder to pull these kids out of everything that they've seen. Like, yeah. no, the average woman isn't a 10 with 50 filters on and yeah. with a butt like Kardashian and that's not normal life. You know what I mean? Yes, there's beautiful people, but this isn't normal life. And no, you're not ugly, you know? Right, right. And that, I mean, you you were saying as a teenage boy going through puberty, it's already hard. It's the same for women as well. It's like, I, I can't imagine growing up right now and dealing with all of that because I remember too, just being in middle school or high school and it's like the popular girls. And if you're somebody who's not looking or dressing or whatever as the popular girls you know you feel really self-conscious you feel like you're ugly you start talking down to yourself um you know very that's that was already difficult <laughs> to do in my generation so I cannot imagine what it would be like to be 12 and then thinking that I need to like look like a Kardashian in the first place or whoever they might may be idolizing it's it's very interesting so um I do also feel bad for for kids because I noticed too that the suicide rate of children has more than what tripled quadrupled something like that I don't know the correct statistic but it's absolutely horrible um and and you know I, my heart goes out to all those kids that feel that way because that's that's not how a kid should be feeling you know no and uh and, and the thing is too is that oftentimes the parents are are they're already doing poorly to begin with and yeah. so then these kids are basically alone. You know, I, I've got a, I've got an almost six year old son and uh, I'm, I'm in my forties. So had him a little bit late. So most of the other parents in his class are a little bit younger, you know, so a little bit younger than us, but it's just, it's, it's like propagandized kids raising these, these, these kids with no, no moral compass. And um, it's just, it's, it's sad. I just, you know, I know I've got faith in humanity, you know, yeah. the, the, whatever we believe about history, you know, there's always a cycle and yeah. I think we will be able to get out of it, but we're, uh, this next generation is going to have some dark times. Like you said, the suicide rates got, all of them are drugged up from, you know, yeah. day one. If your kid, like my son, he's super energetic, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, like, oh, you might have ADD. Like, yeah, you need to just, you need to move along with that stuff because <laughs> we're not playing any of those games. But they're drugging all these kids. They're they're all yeah. Yeah. fluoride calcified and eating yeah. junk trash that can't even be called food. And I just don't know. It's almost like a different species is coming up right now. Oh, speaking of this, I have something that I saw last night, which is really interesting for me. Um, did you see how... Some babies now are being born without wisdom teeth. No, really? Okay. Yeah. So I just saw this. I need to look into it more. I really watched like two very short videos on it. So I need to clarify some in information, but apparently because all of our food is hot and, and uh, processed, overly processed, so it doesn't take as much chewing. So these babies are being born with weaker jaws and no wisdom teeth. And mm. so we're doing a de-evolving process, which everybody talked, you know, scientists have talked about this for years. They're like, oh, uh, we're going to have text neck and our fingers are going to be more like claws because of holding things. But yeah, we're already starting to see certain signs based on our food that 
we no lo- longer need certain sets of teeth <laughs> naturally. It's very interesting. I can see that. I could see that being true. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like everything, you know, all these kids being, um, you know, the autism rates are skyrocketing and, and we've never right now we're living through the biggest human experiment ever because we've never yeah. had this level of technology where we're yeah. we're all connected. But in reality, we're all completely disconnected from one another you know because when you see that profile on social media it's just a profile on social media most people don't connect that this is a real human being here you know and you can tell by the way people talk to each other and so i mean yes you can show everybody what you made for dinner last night and show what your your you know what your kid's doing all that stuff but everybody is more and more disconnected because you don't have to so my wife was talking my wife and i were talking about this the other day so we grew up just just at the beginning of you know mass adoption of the internet right and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. now like i couldn't even imagine trying to date right now we actually met oh, yeah. online her and i did before well, it was before, before it was a popular thing to do <laughs> and all that stuff and yeah. now if you're trying to date now i mean i just i couldn't i could not imagine it it just cheapens the entire thing it used to be you know for the most part uh, a man would have to pony up and see a woman and uh and you know put himself out there and and try to get a date you know right. now <laughs> now it's uh, uh is that person attractive yes no yes no i mean it, it's it is i don't know i just don't think it's good for for humanity or procreation or yeah. relationships and uh man it is <laughs> it is <laughs> wild what's happening right now it is a big huge experiment and where does it end i don't know yeah it is it's very interesting and i have seen uh so me personally you know like you're talking about oh like what did you cook for dinner or or what are we really using these social platforms for i was doing this that and the other the last few years like oh here i am like i'm on a walk or you know just sharing because for some reason it was ingrained in my day-to-day like yeah sure i'll get on here and talk to my friends and within the last year And I made a choice at the beginning of this year. I was like, what am I doing this for? Like before I had some sort of thought like, oh, this is, you know, having this is going to connect me with more job opportunities or whatever I was doing. And now I have totally taken a step back. I'm still on to do this project, which this is just an an aside is I'm doing like a one thing I've learned every single day in life thus far. So like that's my project. I'm doing that. And then other than that, sorry, you're not really going to see much from me because I'm like, why am I spending this 30 seconds to show that I'm somebody some somewhere? You know, mm-hmm. what what am I doing with this? And in that same time span that I have, why can't I call a friend and have a genuine discussion with them? You know, it's kind of like figuring out these roots that we came from. And I do see a lot of people because we've been so disconnected, you know, our mental health, the statistics of mental health um in general right now everybody's depressed everybody's anxious kind of thing is what they're saying but i do see people really trying to take the action to become happy you know mm-hmm. they they're like and maybe i should just get off of this thing and and have genuine human connection and that's so basic and so primal to our our existence and how funny is it that we have forgotten that it's very strange it is yeah i mean it's wild because you can literally like I could sit in this chair that I'm sitting at right now and I could work 
I can have everything delivered to me. I can <laughs> never leave my house again ever, but still, still make it. You know, we live in the, the, the amount of convenience is just, it's crazy. I mean, you used to have to, oh, I need to put it, put together a shopping list, go to the store. Okay, let's go get in the car. And, and now, you, you know, that's even being phased out. So we're more and more, and it's kind of a joke, but being forced into our pods, right? Which is, I think, yeah. a big part of it is they want us, they want us completely reliant on their yeah. automated systems, which I don't know. I think in our lifetime, we're going to see literally everything will be automated. You know, there yeah. won't be, there will be very little human interaction on a lot of things. Everything will be manufactured, kind of like what's the Wally movie, right? Where right. everything's just popped, placed into our laps. And um, yeah. those little things that used to be, are well now are considered inconvenient yeah. that was like our, our connection to the world right you had to go mm-hmm. to whatever it is go to church or go to an office meeting or whatever it might be but now that's just diminishing more and more so the the more convenient everything is the less connected we get and i think it's probably going to have to come to some type of tipping point where people like you and like i and others are just like you know what? Screw this. I am done with this stuff. Like, yeah. uh, I'm going to go outside and, you know, kick a soccer ball or whatever, you know, it's, <laughs> right. it's got to happen, you know, anarchy, yes. <laughs> go outside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a scary joke. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh crap, that's, there's kind of some truth in this. Um, but it's, it's funny right now. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. are we going to get to that point? But I can, I can unfortunately see that being a possibility for sure. Ugh. Go outside while y'all can. Yeah. <laughs> go outside. Yep. <laughs> go to church. Go go to the flea market. <laughs> go hang out with people. Yeah, anything. <laughs> anything at this point is good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm really... I mean, I can attest to this just personally, like I was saying, being off of socials in, in whatever capacity, you know, now I spend more time on my podcast profile because I'm speaking to people who enjoy conversations like this. And it's it's cool. It's like a little community there, et cetera, et cetera. But once I get off, I've just noticed in general, I, I didn't ever assume to be a, a depressed person, but I didn't realize I could be this much more joyful again being offline. Yes. You know, you it, and so I want to just remind everybody listening, like it's very subliminal. You don't even realize how attached you are to these things. And then once you take a step back, you're like, oh, like I'm a functioning human being. There are beautiful things around me at all times. I can I can look at a flower and not have to share it <laughs> with people um, or whatever. So I really like this reminder. So, well, a big part of it is that people don't people don't think about things anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Everything just comes to them. You know, before you used to have to, if a problem came up or you needed to know something or learn something, yeah. you would have to take a step forward and make an effort to actually learn that. Now yeah. you can pick up your phone and you can start typing something and then Google will automatically mm-hmm. predict what you are looking for and then it will be delivered to you, right? So there's zero effort into learning anything or doing anything. So even even critically thinking, aware, spiritually alive people, even their level of cognitive thought and critical thinking is just diminished because everything is just done for you. You know, if you needed to learn how to change change your oil or change a tire or whatever, you would have to figure it out. Like, okay, the wrench goes here, this goes here. Now you pull up a YouTube video and there's a tutorial there, right? But then the interesting thing too is that, you know, there's that whole NPC meme 
that 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 goes around, which is pretty pretty true in a lot of ways. Yeah. But the the there's some credible studies that show that somewhere between 40 and 60% of human beings on the planet right now do not have an inner monologue. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that until about, I don't know, maybe a month ago or something and I was like that's that's crazy, you know, yeah. and and you kind of if you now like just going back and kind of replaying my life it makes sense. You know, those people that are just that seem like automatons and they're just like just empty people, you know, that just don't really, they, that they don't seem to, they're not stupid by any means, but they, they just seem devoid of, I guess, spirit. It sounds mean, but that, yeah. that, that human spirit, you know, like yeah. that you can't connect with them. It feels like I, you can't connect to that person because they're not there. Right. And, it, yeah, yeah. and now I've been like, I've been thinking about it and so now I'm I'm trying to be more aware of other people and I'm trying to see if I could spot it because right. I think it's it's now going back. I'm like, that person definitely does not have that going on, you know? And uh it's yeah. it's just so wild if you think about it. Cause I can't even you can't comprehend it. If you're are a spiritually aware person, you've definitely got an inner monologue going on. You're talking to yourself and or you you just know like even if you don't know that it's spiritually aware, you have that little voice in your head and you're like, God, don't you just shut up sometimes. <laughs> Wait, okay. I mean? <laughs> Before we keep going, do you have an inner monologue? I don't mean to. Yes. No, no, no. I do. I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm just do. kidding. You can spot it. I can spot it instantly <laughs> now. So <laughs> I do. And uh, it, for years, it was very hard to turn that inner monologue off. So when I found yes. out that people don't have that, I was like, whoa are you guys at peace? Like, how does it feel? Yeah, I mean, I'm very grateful. Comprehend. Yeah. I'm very grateful for it because, you know, it's like you rationalize with yourself and you can think about things in different ways. Like thinking is one of my favorite things to do. Um, but at the same time, sometimes you're like in that rabbit hole of thought. And so when I heard people don't have that inner monologue, I'm like, wow, like peaceful or how is that? Yeah. So now the question is, what is that inner monologue? Is that directly yeah. from god is it god oh. is it from source what Ooh. is it that's such a good question yeah who knows oh oh i like that thought that's really like I, cool like i opened with you know and and you can look at it every while like i said prayer the secret the law of attraction however you want to look at it it absolutely 100 exists right everything everything that that we're surrounded with everything that happens started out within right everything you make a goal you have a thought i need to everything is yeah. is is whatever you want to call it. it it's hard to say what it is whether it's god or yeah. law of attraction however you want to look at it. if you're more on the, that spiritual side or religious side it's the same exact thing right mm -hmm. if you put out that intention if you put out that intention and you believe that intention is going to happen it's going to happen right mm -hmm. and the more intention you put towards it the more energy you put towards that it's going to happen, whether it happens through serendipity or yeah. it just spurs you to do more things in the world, whatever it might be. If you put it out there and you focus on it, it's going to happen. Yeah. And that goes for both good things and bad things, right? So if you're walking yeah. around all the time thinking, gosh, I hope I don't get cancer. Yeah. I really hope I don't get cancer. You're going to get cancer, yeah. you know? So it's, uh, 
I think that's a that's that's the one universal truth that I 100% stand by is that it yeah. it is real. The prayer, the meditation, however you want to take it, that concept is 100% real. And yeah. I can go through I can go back through my entire life all of the good things and bad things I can go back and say, yes, that absolutely is attributed to what was going on in my inner monologue. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. That's actually something that I've come to within the last year or so. I I always liked law of attraction, but you know, you kind of learn slowly how to apply it to your own life. Like you can see how things have worked out, but you know, then I, I started with law of attraction and then I found law of assumption. So I've had a few law of assumption coaches on here and the way that they're able to describe that intention and how we're applying it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is true for me, you know, and we all have our own definition of what that truth is. But yeah, I can I, exactly what you're talking about, whatever I didn't want to happen, but I was, you know, ruminating on those thoughts, those, those happened, (laughs) you know, so it it is, there's something that you can't really explain sometimes that's working. And if, you know, if law of assumption is a way that we're able to verbalize it on paper or to ourselves, then yeah, it's, it's true for me. (laughs) One of the, uh, one of the greatest examples of it is looking at rich people versus poor people. Oh yeah. Yeah. um, Everybody knows the person, or I think most people know the person that is just, no matter what they do, they've got cash rolling in, right? It doesn't matter what it is. And their frame of mind is where it comes from. They're just totally rich, no matter what they do. They can move into another industry. They can, whatever it is, they're like, yeah, it just comes, right? The money just comes, right? And uh, that's all from their their inner faculties, right? And it's the same thing with poor people. And that's that's why being poor is generational it's not because they don't have the resources because everybody has in the united states anyways everybody has the resources right everybody you can you can being poor in the united states is you you know you you still have a cell phone you still have a roof over your head you know you still eat every day whether it's from government or wherever you know that's being poor in the united states so everybody has the resources if they want to but it's that frame of mind right yeah you grow up as a kid and your parents tell you, oh, we're just so poor, Tim. We're so poor, little Timmy. You're ingrained with that. And then you grow up with that. And that is your inner monologue, which it, it it's really hard to change until you can visualize that and switch it around. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's so accurate. I see this too. Um, it, it's really exactly what you said, but it's just another example for if anybody needs one. As you see those older um like I, i'm thinking of like an old man right now who's smoked cigarettes since he was 13 and lived to be 98 102 whatever never had a problem and then you see somebody who was smoked but worried about it and like oh i know i should quit or whatever and it's really that thought process of like who's gonna get sick and sure there's genetics involved whatever but um you know, the person who's the 102 year old man who's still smoking cigarettes was never worried about it, was still thinking fun thoughts and was just excited to do it. And for some reason, cigarettes was his, you know, joy of choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you find those older people just it, they were never sick because of it. And that was all back to frame of mind like you're talking about. It's very interesting. No, I, I mean, it really is. It's uh, and I mean, that's even why we're sitting here talking. Right. So yeah. Funny story. So I've been, I've been, so I'm, I'm rebooting my show. So I've been thinking, you know, I'm, I want to 
potentially find a, a regular partner to do a podcast with. Yeah. And, you know, and I was, and I've been thinking it would be nice to have a feminine energy, right. Mm-hmm. To kind of counteract the male. Right. Yeah. And so I've been, I've been looking around to possibly look for somebody to partner up with. And then I saw your post and I was like, Oh, that'd be fun to do. I'm not saying, you know, we're going to be doing it regularly or whatever, but yeah. it's just, it's just interesting how that I saw your post. It came out out of thousands of millions yeah. of Twitter things that I could have seen that day. So, I mean, it, it really is, it's all law of attraction. So everything that's happening is, is, and there's the co-creating portion of it too, right? When you like, right. you your your husband, my wife, right? When you guys are both working on something and, and, you know, trying to make it happen, you have even more of that spiritual psychic energy coming together to, to make that happen. Oh, and, this is, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. Oh, go ahead. Continue. No, no. I was just saying this is so cool because I love when people tell me that they were manifesting something and then somehow I felt I, I fell into that puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's so cool. So first off, too, I would gladly accept this offer to be a co-host whenever you need me because um, very cool. I absolutely love to podcast and would love to do more of it. Let's so do it. Uh, amazing. You heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I would love to come on. Um, but I love hearing that. Like, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm not thinking of like, where am I fitting in with somebody else's manifestation? Because, you know, we're all in our own selfish rights. Like we're thinking like, okay, what am I doing today? Like, what's my, my game plan for the day? And so I love hearing when it just lines up like that. It's something I wasn't thinking of, but it works out perfectly for me too. That's amazing. It is. And, um, you know, the other interesting thing of that too, I wasn't even expecting it to go down this route today, by the way, but, uh, you know, well, you know it's, it's fun. so I thought we'd be talking side. about, you know, the moon landing or something, but, um, no, but me too. Great. Me too. I actually was like, I, I was, I was not sure where we were going to go. And honestly, I will, I would love to have you back. Maybe we could do, you know, a, a just on the moon landing or just on whatever conspiracy, but yeah, today it ended, it flowed the way it was supposed to. So Let's not change the subject yet, but just so anybody that is listening, just so you know, the moon landing was fake. (laughs) But back to the spiritual side of things, right? So for everybody that is listening, including you, so what I want you to do is just for just for a couple seconds, listen to what I'm saying. Imagine the largest mountain you've ever seen covered with snow. It's a it's an overcast day and then the clouds part. And the sun is brilliantly shining through. The rays are coming through like diamonds. It's the most absolutely glorious sunrise in the middle of the day that you've ever seen. Okay, so what just happened right now? I controlled everybody's mind that was listening, right? Oh. So right now, everybody that was listening that isn't a complete NPC was imagining that in their head. So they saw saw what I was saying. But here's the other thing too, right? Everybody listening, no matter who it is, if there if there was a million people listening, everybody would be thinking about the same thing, but nobody would be thinking about the same thing because their image of what wow. I just said would be completely different, right? Right. So we accept that energy from other interactions that we have with people, and then we interpret it differently, right? So something could happen. Say somebody cuts me off, right? Mm-hmm. My reaction to that could be, to go psycho, flip them off, escalate it, pull out my handgun and start shooting at them. Or I can wave and smile and let them go by, right? 
Right. So the energy that we put out there, it's our decision, what we want to do with that co-creating energy that is sent out by others, right? So somebody could be a total jerk for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And you can take that as a personal slight on you, or you can say, you know what? It's not probably not having a good day and smile mm-hmm. back. And just yeah. that smile and that energy that you're putting back at that person could totally change the course of their entire lives, right? Right. That smile could have brought them back from the brink. That right. could have changed their day so they did something in a more positive manner. So we're all on this plane of existence together. And everything that we do is going to affect everything around us. So it's up to us as individuals right. to decide on how to do that. And and the really smart people and the very uh, very cognizant, mentally aware people they can get that honed down to a science, which goes back to the the really rich people, right? Yeah. You can control those thoughts that creep up, right? So right. anyways, that's that's the end of my mind control simulation. <laughs> no, no, this is this is good stuff because honestly, too, when you talk about mind control, this just made me want to go into an MK Ultra thing as well. Like mm-hmm. sorry, it's kind of like not the positive side of the coin, but um Oh, feel free. You know, on topic of the conspiracy stuff um but it, it kind of goes and now we're speaking in a circle a full circle um mm-hmm. with control and and all of that because if you're able to implant an image in somebody's mind and then using mk ultra techniques then you can make people believe whatever you want them to believe sometimes and if you can use that discernment and make those decisions on how you want to live your daily life without the influence of somebody else's words or thoughts, that seems to be one of the hardest things you can do in today's world, which people have said it many times before. World War III will not be fought with guns and ammo. It will be fought in the mind. And I truly believe that. Um, I hope it doesn't happen in general, but you know, there's little, there's little takes and, and grabs here and there where you can see certain things happening, but I don't want to manifest that. So I'm going to ignore it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. And that's and that's that's the thing. So when we're looking at anything that the government and these big NGOs and different organizations that are trying to pull the strings, we see a very, very small amount of what they do and what they know. We see the end results of it, but they spend their un- Limited money created out of thin air to understand all of this stuff. So this, so this concept that we're talking about, we understand it pretty well. But these people, they've got crazy smart scientists working on things like this at all times, right? They're yeah. doing, and and so they understand all the psychology of things. They understand the inner workings, and I think that at the top of the pyramid, I think that they understand way more about the nature of our reality than any other person, right? Yeah. And that's why oftentimes they do these insane things that don't make any sense, right? Just, it doesn't make any rational sense, any logical sense on any level, but they do it and they're like, why, how does that make any sense? The reason it doesn't make sense is because they know stuff that we don't know. Like, why do they, why are they operating the CERN Hadron Collider, (laughs) right? How does that make any sense? You know, the potential of, you know destroying everything right how does that make sense what do they know and what are they going for with that that we don't know right i think that they have a much better understanding of of 
again, the nature of our reality that's been mm-hmm. passed down through their elite bloodlines and all of that stuff where yeah. their behavior is because they know some stuff that we just don't know. Right. I just love how often CERN has popped up on my show because somehow we just always end up talking about it because it's so you're exactly right. Oh, did we not watch Stranger Things? Didn't you guys already come up with that show to like mm-hmm. put it into our minds? You know, and that's a whole other thing, like predictive programming, whatever. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, that was that was huge. And and they didn't say though, you know, I remember it was around fourth of July this past year that they turned it back on and they did not publicly announce until or I don't even think at all really until somebody was spreading the word around that they had to turn it off. You know, nobody knew that they actually turned it off because, yeah, we what we were worried about was starting to happen. <laughs> so it's interesting. I never heard any other information, though, of, like what was a- attempted, to, to what they were trying to do in the first place, but they had to shut it off. So that's all well, I know. That's not the only that's not the only one either. There's multiple oh, uh, there's yeah. multiple devices of that all over. I think there's a couple in the United States, too, even. So, I mean, I heard that. I heard that they're doing. I, I know there's at least one, but I think there's two, but they're they're doing stuff that we don't know. Right. Yeah. And so the the whole. But that's the thing, right? There's the stuff that's that's underneath the water that nobody can see. And then there's what we see. And I think that, you know, the vast majority of things that we are able to see as far as the way things work is they they want us to see it, you know? And yeah. a lot of times when they do their their various psyops and false flag things, I think that they intentionally put stuff out there to say, hey, yeah. this isn't real. So that people that are aware know, and it's kind of like they're rubbing our faces in it, right? And um it goes hand in hand. That's so what you're saying with the predictive programming to to prepare people for the things that they're planning to do. So it's it's a rabbit hole. That's all I can say mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> because I definitely I had to get to a point where I had to ask myself, how much can I really control? And all I can do is control myself. So when you find things like that, too, like you were saying, they rub your face in it. It's like the people who want to do things like they target the people who want to help people. And they're like, ha ha, <laughs> like try to help this. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So they're getting these people who are have good intentions, like you were saying, very riled up and very angry and, you know, fear fueled. And then that's that's also furthering whatever agenda. So. Yep. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I, I, I try to try to instill in my own life and and, in my family. And, you know, I'm very, uh, very intentional about the way that I'm raising my son. Um, And I want to make sure my my main goal is I don't want my son to be told what to think. I want him to to know how to think. Right. Yeah. And I believe that that with that being said, if I'm able to successfully do that, which I I should be able to, (laughs) if I'm able to successfully make that happen, it will lead him down the road to truth, right? Because that's what it is. It's just critical thinking and being a reasonable human being. And um, the, the reason I say that is that the the natural human emotion of fear is so absolutely strong. Mm-hmm. And the people that are pulling the puppet strings, they want everybody living in fear. Yeah. So I think that our one of our biggest duties in, in to humanity, to our family, our friends, everything, is to not live in that fear, right? So mm-hmm. 
wherever it is that we live, I think we go on, whatever it might be, but there, there's nothing to fear. There really is nothing to fear. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen, right? Uh, You know, you move on to the next plane, whatever that, whatever you believe that might be. But if we allow them to put us in a state of fear all the time, that's how they win. They've won when they do that. So the, and I'm not saying don't be reasonable and yes, you should prepare for the food shortages and you, you should defend yourself. And I, you know, I think everybody should have a firearm on them, but not in a fearful manner, right? Just in a reasonable, prepared way. But you can't live in fear all the time of dropping nukes or whatever it is, right? Because right. that's how they win. The only thing, currently anyways, they'll, they'll be able to. The only thing they can't really take from us is what goes on in our own minds and in our own mm-hmm. spirits. So if we right. can shield them from being able to have that, we've already won no matter what happens. So Right, right. Oh, gosh, you said something in that, which was a beautiful you know, way to kind of wrap this up. Uh, we are hitting our hour mark, but I, 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 this is the stuff I think about all day. So we definitely have way more things to talk about <laughs> for sure. Uh, would love to continue this journey with you, but you were just saying something about, um, uh, the next plane living in fear. What was it? It was good. We move um, on to the next plane of existence. Yeah. But the fear thing, it was something, oh, oh, and uh, aliens, paranormal, I was going to tie it into that. I'm sorry to everybody listening. This is how I think about things, like when I'm alone, it takes a minute. (laughs) But I think, oh, okay, I think this was what I was going to say. Have you heard the conspiracy as well that with the nukes, that's what you're talking about. If we were to get nuked, um, I'm going to tie it back to aliens right now, how we haven't been able to do that because when we dropped the first nu- nukes, um, I forgot the island that they they did it on. Hiroshima? Those, oh, no, the, when they were doing the test site. So not the Nagasaki. actual. Oh, Ellis Island? Was it Ellis Island that they were doing the so. test? Okay. I don't, so, I don't know. Some Something around wherever one of the test sites was for the, the first nukes. There were, that was around the time that people were seeing ufos for the first time and so the theory behind that was that whatever atom splitting they were doing was opening up the veil of all these different dimensions and so therefore aliens were coming in being like hey this not only affects you guys but this is affecting our space-time continuum as well so now there's a theory and there's a couple videos out there as well again i don't know how real or unreal they are but they're on a bunch of documentaries that say this is government video and there is a ship that comes down on like the outside of earth that you know they have space videos that's a whole other conspiracy too about how space isn't real there are some people who believe yeah so anyway we're not going to go down that hole but anyway there's a ship that comes down and they were trying to release a nuke into outer space and something came and shot it down so there's all these theories as well that there's some sort of other entity or other species that doesn't want us to be in that fear state but they can't actually interfere with our day-to-day as much as you know somebody might assume that they should so it's an interesting conspiracy i like that one yeah i've heard that too there's there's been there's a couple of them that were you know documented where there's i don't remember sometime during the cold war i I don't have the details on it but it's one to look up for anybody but it, where they were going to press the button, you know, yeah. the big red button at one point, and it was stopped by 
some kind of alien being, um, some kind of UFO or something. I I don't remember the details, but that's one of them. One of the details I remember from that story was that whatever storage unit they had all these machines in with the red button, whatever, of course, I'm, I'm being so vague about this, but I heard that all of that equipment had melted. There was something that caused a malfunction and like the button melted or all of these like, you know, metals that would have taken a very, very high temperature to melt. They were all melted and they could no longer work. Mm. I found that super cool. So there was some sort of alien technology, apparently. It was but... it was probably just uh, just jet fuel, you know, just jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a way to circle back to 9-11. And you know what I'm talking about there. Sorry to everybody else listening who might be confused right now, but no, I think they know. Yeah, how jet fuel just took down that entire building. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got to do some more specific episodes. This has me very excited to, you know, really dive in with some information, not just like some random studies that I've read yeah. that live in my head with like minor points <laughs> that just stay. Again, whenever you want. Brain. Okay, cool, cool. We will definitely get on that. We'll, we'll, we'll chat after about this um but anyway winston thank you so much for coming on to the flip side podcast where we talk everything upside down and inside out and i think today we definitely did that everybody make sure to go check out his podcast wolves and sheeple podcast and winston where else can people find you if you want to plug any of those places or platforms uh so my my twitter account has all my links but i'm on all the i'm bitshoot odyssey you know uh, gab tv just all the alternative video platforms rumble i got banned from youtube so i'm not on there but uh, pretty much everywhere else all the alternatives i post there so um yeah i'm everywhere i swear the nicest people get banned from youtube mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah i would have never guessed that from you i'm just i'm just now meeting winston today on this episode and i'm like you're one of the nicest people i've talked to of course you're banned how funny that's what they do that's what they do uh well that's all we'll say for now we'll save it for another episode we'll dive deep on some other uh issues like we were talking about but yeah again winston thank you so much for sharing time with me and going over a couple you know broad concepts that are going on in the world today and yeah this was great i really appreciate it Yeah, thanks so much for having me, and uh, thank all of you that are tuning in. Uh, It's nice to share uh, some mind control space with everybody. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I hope it was a nice one for you guys, you know, a nice, safe mind control space. Um, (laughs) But we love you. We love you guys. Um, All right, everybody, thank you again for tuning in to the Flipside Podcast. Today we had Winston Smith on, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.